We're talking marketing, loan officers, and Zillow with Josh Weinberg, part two. You're listening to the Compliance Insiders with Roger Fendelman, where you can hear the best and brightest experts in the mortgage industry discuss compliance and technology issues that affect you. It's all you need to know in 10 minutes or less. We're back, picking up from last week, our conversation with Josh Weinberg. In talking to our colleagues, I know people are attempting social media and also advertising monitoring. And what if they don't know that one of their brand new LOs they just brought on from another company who was really heavy into this co-marketing and really heavy on Zillow is doing that again today? You don't know unless you really do a deep dive. So that's difficult. That's a challenge because ultimately you're going to be responsible either way. If this whole Zillow case goes against the industry. So we need to talk about monitoring of loan officers. We need to talk about social media monitoring. We also need to talk about state-level enforcement as well because a podcast that we did with Susan Brace not too long ago, we talked about Michigan as a perfect example of a state that's picking up where the CFPB left off. They're going after lender marketing issues. So this is a challenge. However, at the same time, the more and more I speak to people, I hear that there's this wait-and-see attitude with the potential changes that are coming to the CFPB soon. With Cordray leaving, whether he leaves this year or next year, depending on how successful he is at running for governor of Ohio, and also the pressure being put on the Bureau to actually regulate, not so much by enforcement, but by actually publishing something that would be a positive change for lenders. I, th- I think you're right, though. I think you make, I think you make important points. Lenders generally want to comply, but we need to have guideposts along the road to know what the rules are that we can follow. Without rules, it's difficult to measure whether we're in compliance or not. And so now we're in that exact situation. Zillow is the perfect example. It's 100% unclear as to whether the co-marketing that exists in Zillow between LOs and real estate agents is something that's, I won't even say the word legal, acceptable and something that will not trigger enforcement on the federal or state level. We just don't know. So if anybody's coming here looking for an answer, unfortunately, we don't have it today. There's some things that we can't answer, and this isn't one of them. I, I would say, though, I think, again, maybe from a risk perspective or, or being in the position of a compliance officer for a lender, we're often thrown into these situations where we have to do something. We have to make a decision. The greatest risk, I think, is for a lender or a compliance officer to put their hand in the sand and pretend this issue doesn't affect them. This issue affects them. So if this issue is here, what do we do with it? And in these times or in these situations of unknown, I always come back to what I do know, which is CMS, Compliance Management System. Develop policies, have procedures, have training, make sure that your staff are aware of what the expectations are. I'm not a lawyer, but I can talk to it. As I've talked to other lawyers, they speak to this relationship between a principal and an agent. And to the extent a company may have policies, procedures, clear expectations of what activities their employees have to follow, to the extent an employee may not follow them, may give the lender, the employer, some protection against some liability. They're not entirely responsible for all the actions of their employee when their employer are acting outside the bounds or terms of their employment. So again, at the end of the day, lenders are still the ones with the deeper pockets. And I think as we've seen in in some of the Section 8 cases in Iqbali and in Lighthouse Title, the Bureau is ramping up their enforcement directly of loan originators. So this will have an impact, obviously, to the banks or to lenders because we have the biggest pockets. And that's where the Bureau and regulators are going to go. But they're also going to seek out or take action against individual loan originators. And that's a message I think we as an industry need to do a better job of getting out. 
that's a problem because it just creates confusion and creates a culture that's dominated by fear as opposed to what consumers are clamoring for, which is innovation. You are 100% right on that. I, I, we see completely eye to eye. And I would say from about 16 and the six, eight years before that, the entire focus of industry, lenders, vendors, regulators, was compliance, interpreting and implementing these new rules. It's really just been in about the last year or so that we've seen our industry start working on serving the customer experience. And that's the innovation I think you're talking about. Right. So we've been stuck with this opportunity cost of, do I comply or do I innovate? We need both. Right. We need to be able to operate compliantly, but we need to do it in a way that pleases the customer. If we're making the job of the consumer or our LOs more and more difficult, we're failing in innovation and customer experience. So it's finding that sweet spot of using innovation, using technology, using new ideas, but doing it in a way that's compliant, that is going to let lenders, I think, succeed and differentiate themselves. Well said. It will happen at some point. We're all waiting to see the changes that occur at the Bureau over the next 12 plus months that are going to allow that to happen. I think innovation is being stifled and it's not serving the purpose of their charter very well. And I think it will be changing and it will allow us to get back to the business of serving consumers in a safe manner that's beneficial and moves our industry forward. I just have to return back and I know we're a little off track here, but to your comment of regulation by enforcement, I think you're exactly right. If we look at credit overlays from lenders... Lenders put credit overlays in place to protect against ambiguity or uncertainty. When there are clear guidelines, when there are clear expectations, we don't have a need for overlays. So similar things are happening, whether it's credit availability, innovation, you're spot on. And, and I will say, I personally don't advocate for, I don't think many in the compliance world advocate for an abolishment of CFPB. I think what we're looking for is reasonableness. I think we need, again, rules to operate by. And the challenge we face is when we've got comments like not reading enforcement actions as compliance malpractice, enforcement actions and settlements are not fully revealing. I love the quote, by the way, compliance malpractice coming directly from Director, Director Cordray, Cordray a year or two ago. And it's a difficult position for compliance officers to be in, to be tasked with creating policies, procedures, rules. We don't have a rule to draft those policies on. Very difficult, especially in an environment where the loans being made are very safe and well underwritten. Josh, thanks for being here. Are you a Compliance Insider? Then go to CompliancePodcast.com immediately and join our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Got something to say? request to be on the show. Go to compliancepodcast.com with your topic ideas. And as always, thank you for listening.